Welcome to the Strong for Performance podcast, where we share wisdom and practical tips to help you grow stronger in all areas of your life. I'm your host, Meredith Bell. I interview experts who offer real-world experiences that you can apply to your own journey. If you enjoy my podcast, be sure to subscribe and rate it on your favorite podcast platform. Welcome to another episode of the Strong for Performance podcast. I'm Meredith Bell, your host, and I am so excited to have the privilege of bringing very special guests to my show who will both inspire and challenge you. And if you enjoy my show, please be sure to give it a rating and review at your favorite podcast platform. My podcast is sponsored by Performance Support Systems, the publisher of software, tools, and books for improving the way people communicate with each other at work. You can learn more at growstrongleaders.com. And today, I am so very excited to have as my guest someone who's become a very good friend, and I consider a close colleague, Joe Perrone. Joe, welcome to my show. Oh, thank you, Meredith. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, this is going to be such an interesting conversation because Joe is the owner of two businesses in New Haven, Connecticut. He's been in this business for over 20 years, right, Joe? 25 years in the automotive. 25. Okay. So New England Collision and Astro Auto Repair. Now, what's so unique to me about Joe, because I don't know many people like you, Joe, that have really achieved that goal that so many business owners have of working on your business instead of in it. Joe works an average of 15 to 20 hours every week on site, and that's it. He has hired the right people. He's put the right systems in place to make it run smoothly so he can spend more time with his wonderful wife and those two precious boys that I see on social media all the time. But, you know, Joe's life was not always like this. He had to experience health issues and burnout before making the changes that he has in place today. And now he works with other business owners who would like to have more free time, energy, and money. And one other thing, Joe, before we get into our conversation, one of the things I admire so much about you is the intense lifelong learner that you are. Um, You're up there with the best I've ever known, because every time we talk, you're always asking me, what's the latest book or the latest podcast I've been consuming? And you want to get that too. So you're just eager to grow and learn. And I just think that's so important for us as human beings to consider stretching ourselves all the time. So we're going to dive in to all of this. So let's start with taking us back some of those 25 years to how you got started in that business, became the owner, and then developed some of the challenges you faced that caused you to realize you had to make a change. Yeah. Thanks, Meredith. And thank you for all the kind words. I, I appreciate it. And I always appreciate your book recommendations and your podcast. You are you have a wealth of great guests on your show as well. So it's always, it's always nice just going right back to your podcast. That's always a, a good start. So um came from, you know, working class parents, mom and dad, uh, 
givers and they're just very, you know, my mom was always in the, uh, in the inner city community working for the church and, and giving back. And I grew up with that. And my dad was uh, in the automotive industry himself. And my dad was the guy that would work, you know, nine to five in his, in the regular business that he was, you know, working for, but then he would take the local, um, you know, neighbor's car and fix, do their brakes on the side for him and help him out and all that good stuff. And, you know, I just grew up around givers and, you know, to this day, they're still givers and, and, and very, um, very much giving back. You know, my, my parents went to uh, Haiti years ago when they had the, the earthquakes and all that stuff. And they've been um, in Louisiana and Texas when there's been, you know, they're, 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 always chasing a storm or something like that. And they've, they've kind of mellowed out a little bit now, but that's where I grew up with, and that's who my parents were and got into the automotive industry. My father kind of, when, when I took the job that I'm in, you know, now I'm, I own the business, but when I took it way back when, you know, he wasn't really thrilled about it. He wanted to see me go to college or see me go to school, but the thing was, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And who knows at 18, right? What, what they, what they want to do. And I had already been working in the automotive industry for a couple of years. And I don't think my dad was too thrilled about it. He's pretty happy about it now, but back then wasn't so happy. And not knowing what I wanted to do was, I didn't want to just go to school just to go to school. I didn't want to, um, waste my parents' money. I knew how hard they worked for their money. I knew, you know, what, what sacrifices they had made. So going to school with no intent or no direct outcome was, you know, I didn't want to do that. So worked through the ranks. I painted cars. I took cars apart. I swept floors. I emptied trash pails. I've, I've done every at my business now, I've basically done every, everything from, you know, shop cleanup to business owners. So that's helped me as well. And I could tell you the long story of it, but I won't. It was a lot. Anybody that's in business, they know that it's come up through the ranks. This will really connect with them, but it's, it's a long grind. It's a long process and there's no magic wand that you can wave. There's no, it's and especially in different industries. There's not just one quick fix for everything. Mm-hmm. And Growing up in a family that was, you know, busy going all the time and, and it was, um, there was always something going on. And that's came into my business where we were just busy all the time, just busy, 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 busy. And I lost sight along the way of why I did it. You know, I lost sight of, of, of exactly why I was doing it. And it was, you know, it kind of became about the money, the, the business owner mentality, you know, you own a business and you know, it just seems, seemed to be so glorified as, as being a business owner, right? And you take on that persona of the business owner and people would drive by my, our shop, our shops are on a main, a main drag and they'd, they'd regularly call myself and my business partner and say, wow, you guys are so busy. You guys got so many cars in the lot. And even to this day, you know, it's, it's, Sometimes it's a challenge to get in and out of our, our parking lot and our two buildings now. And we just were like, yeah, we're busy. And that's great. Well, Meredith, I'll tell you that about seven years ago, for me, it was running around. It was no boundaries. It was dealing with clients that didn't value us and, and 
you know, we didn't say no. We just said yes to everything. We took on every job. We took on every, um, every project that came in, even if it wasn't, it wasn't something that we wanted to do. We just took it on, you know? Ah, yes. We just, yeah. Drop, drop it off in the corner there, leave the keys on the desk. And that was how we operated. And Meredith, we, we were making more money than we ever made in our, our entire lives at that point. We, we went from, you know, both, both, both of us went from, you know, just young kids working in this business to, it, it was just successful. It was very, it was very nice, but the problem was it didn't feel successful. There was something missing. There was something not there. And I go back to setting those boundaries and having those, you know, boundaries in places, which I work with, with clients now on, on setting, setting clear boundaries, right? I didn't know what a boundary was, you know? And I, I, I burned out. I finally stressed, burned out, had a panic attack. One day in the middle of a work day, was dealing with so many things and had my business par- partner rush me to the emergency room. And, you know, couldn't, couldn't come down off of that anxiety and that just stress just said, nope, you're done. This you need, you need a break. And, you know, I I was, I was talking about this recently because it hadn't come up in the work I do with my own coach and just trying to unpack all of that and where kind of where all that came from. And, and, you know, just so I can help other business owners with it in my my own work, you got to go do the deep work yourself before you can take others to that deep. Exactly. Yep. So I had a, this was a, even a recent thing for me after a year working with, with my coach, um, who, you know, and love Walt Hampton, it was when I went into the emergency room and the doctor met me, he didn't ask me many questions. It wasn't, you know, are you busy? Are you stressed out? Are you, you know, are you feeling overwhelmed? It was just, you had an anxiety attack. It was, it was very like, very regimented. Yeah, you had an anxiety attack. You've probably had them for a while. Yeah, I had something a couple of weeks ago that felt similar, but it didn't, you know, you know, I took a took a walk around the block and it was fine. Wow, this one wasn't taking a walk around the block, wasn't gonna fix this one. Mm-hmm. He gives me, you know, he gave me a pill, you know, he gave me like an antidepressant to take. And I and I had never at this point, you know, I believe in you know, the mind heals the body and we have immune systems and we have systems in our body to heal itself. And that, you know, water, sleep, good rest, take care right. of yourself, regular checkups, you know, that's, that's what we should be doing, not just popping pills to correct problems. And I still believe that now. And when I took that, when I took that antidepressant, it made my body, I, I, I talked about this recently. It made my body feel like totally, I had asked people afterwards, Hey, when you take this pill, does it make you feel like this? And they said, not really. I think my body actually had it. My subconscious had a reaction to this that said, Nope, you're not doing this. You're not going to go on it. Cause he said, Hey, you're gonna have to just take this, you know, every, you have to take this pill every day. For a very long time, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. So 
not going to do that. Well, I have to do something because this isn't just going to go away because we're, right. so, you know, and up until that point, I was a, the, the king of, I could blame every, I could find somebody to blame for my problems. I could find a, I could blame the government. I could blame my neighbor. I could blame taxes. I could blame family members. I could blame, I could find, I was a master at finding somebody to blame for my problems. And I, what I found was after a lot of work was that if anything was to change in my life, I had to change. And that was groundbreaking for me. It was, <laughs> hey, it was the proverbial tough pill to swallow. You think an antidepressant is hard to swallow. <laughs> think about telling yourself that you've been doing it all wrong. So after the hospital, I go home and I said, okay, I have to do something. There, there has to be a change. So searched online, you know, kind of went on and saw what, what was out there for, you know, self-development, self-improvement was kind of still a, a seed planted in my brain. And I had a really, that's why I'm so passionate about lifelong learning now because it changed my life. So I, I owe a lot to the self-development mentality and that lifelong learner mentality. Mm -hmm. I owe a lot to it because it changed my life. It, it, I'd have to take a pill or a drug that became what I was fixated on and, and working on myself and find a, find a problem, find a belief I had before and see how I could work on that. And, and if I get angry, I used to be the guy that would, if you heard me blow the horn on the highway, if you were on 95 in Connecticut, that was probably me most of the time. So <laughs> Joe, tell me, let's think about, you went searching for this information. What is one aha that you got that really crystallized some things for you that allowed you to start making progress in other areas? Do you remember what that first one thing or insight was that you gained? Yeah. So I remember um, at, at a certain point in time, I realized that Again, for anything to change, I had to change. And I realized that working in my business was creating this over and over repeated stress. And it was me not setting boundaries, not being clear on who I wanted as a customer. And one of my, one of my first in-person mentors uh, invited me to a networking event. And I had... I had just sought her out for some marketing for our business because I said, okay, I can't do this. Be up till midnight doing Facebook posts and doing self-promotion. I just, I'm not getting any sleep. I can't do it anymore. So did a little searching for some marketing, met, met her, and then she invited me to a networking event. And that, that's one of the, you know, those things that, those incremental things that change your life. That was one of the aha moments that changed my life. And I saw the value of having like-minded people in those business owners that were all working on their business and they weren't in their business every week. And they were taking time to meet with other members and, you know, flying with those eagles. And it was so very important. And I met, um, a couple people in that group that really 
helped me with my self-image and self-esteem. And those were other aha moments where I had always saw myself as the kid in the shop, you know, and, and my, my mind never caught up with mm. where the business had gone. I was still in my mind was still empty in trash pails, you know, and still wearing the ripped jeans and the shop sweatshirt, you know, but then I started learning to carry myself as a, just a business owner, not an auto repair shop owner, not a, a lawyer, not a doctor, just as a business owner, carry myself as a business owner. And um, Neville Goddard was one of, one of the people I listened to and, and read, and there's other texts and, but he was the one that locked it in for me was the acting as if. The, the, you were that person that you wanted to. Yeah. Be. And that's so different than the fake it till you make it. Cause I'm a huge fan of his writing, especially the power of awareness and, and spending that time visualizing yourself being, being that way. So that was a real shift for you to see yourself in that business owner role, which then kind of, it sounds like it freed you up to then sort of elevate your thinking about, about how you looked at your business, how you structured your time and who did what. So delegating must've been a key part, delegating to outsource some of the things you didn't want to do, but also inside looking at people you trusted to take on responsibilities that you were doing yourself. Is that accurate? It's 100% accurate. And Delegating w- was a big deal for me. That was something that I had such an ego behind giving up any of that. Mm. I could do it the best. I don't want to give this up because I could do it better than any. And not allowing people to make mistakes, not allowing people to be themselves and do, do the job that I wanted them to do, but in their own way. And I had gotten away from that because that is how I got into business anyways, from being an employee to a business owner was my own boss had, we had given some input and some feedback and said, we should do things this way. And it was no, 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 no. But it was, it was the same thing, but in a different way. So that was a big shift. And going back to the, the, the act as if, now, to your point, the thinking changed. Okay, well, how would a business owner handle this? You know, how would an attorney handle this if he was handling this in his practice? How would a doctor handle this? How would a physical therapist handle this if he had a big practice of people? Now, start seeing things. Well, you know, the guy that owns Starbucks isn't there making the coffees. He's not there op- turning the key and opening the store and ordering all the coffee beans, right? So I was doing all these things that were taking up time where my time was better spent building my network, mm-hmm. learning how to give, learning how to build other people's business, right? The fastest way to build your own business is help somebody else build their business. And that was exactly what I did. And through the ranks of this networking group, helped me again with self-image, 
got on leadership teams with these. They asked me to be the president. Talk about talk about at a certain point worthiness, seeing yourself as as worthy to to lead a fifty something person networking group. And I, and they asked me to be the president. I didn't see myself as worthy to even do that. And I had been working on myself for a while. And when I finally just said, yes, I'll do it, I'll, I'll do it. That was another aha moment along this journey. And then, you know, getting into being a, a business coach, when I, when I learned how many people had the same stories as I did, but had no one to show them the way and have the questions to ask and ask somebody and give you an honest answer. Mm-hmm. Not just well, yeah, because you've been, you know, in the trenches, you've really walked in their shoes. Um, some folks that do the business coaching may or may not have owned their own business as you did and dealt with the, the, day-to-day operation challenges that you had with managing the people, managing everything about the business. So you've got a unique credibility. And I know that I've got folks wondering, well, how does he do it only going in 15 or 20 hours a week? Obviously, you've got your coaching business that you're doing now on the side, but how is your business successfully running without you being there for much of the time? Great, great question. I'm happy to share that. So again, freeing up your time and working on your business brings in a lot of opportunity. And bringing in those opportunities, you, I had to learn to learn about more about people, right? Give. So Give an ear to people. I say that in the five keys to time freedom. Give attention and focus. And when I focused on what my employees wanted to do, what their goals were, what did they want to achieve? What did they like to do? What didn't they like to do? You know, we had a guy doing a job that he didn't like doing, but he actually would prefer to be doing something else. Another, Another role in the company. Well, we found the role and took responsibility off the other guy's plate. We added in, we, we unplugged and plugged in. And now that guy works out better than ever. And from, from an operational standpoint, having people doing what they love to do every day and hiring from that point as well to say, here's what we're looking for. You know, do you, do you like doing this job? This will be another aspect of your job. Do you enjoy doing that? And we keep clear cut boundaries, again, going back to boundaries for what their job is and isn't. And we found passionate people about what they do. They're so passionate about what they do. You know, our painter, he paints the cars. He wouldn't have it any other way. He's smiling every single day. It's It's a culture of people doing what they like to do, being paid what they want to be paid, being fair and understanding them on a level that you treat them like you want to be treated, right? We give that respect to others and it comes back to us. So mm-hmm. as a business owner, I, you know, I'm, I'm down like this week, I, I think I was only there about 10 hours 
and the team just excels. And we've had, even with COVID, we've had one of the best years that we ever had. And I worked the least that I ever worked in the business. And, but what the great thing for me is that time that I opened up now for me is time that I could be spent working with other business owners to help them and live to my higher purpose. It's not, you know, if I'm here, it's not, you know, just hanging out, eating Doritos on the couch. I I repurpose that time to do what I love to do and feel passionate about, which is helping other business owners. And again, you want to have a business succeed, help another business owner succeed. And my business has gone from, you know, just, uh, you know, when we took it over, it was on the verge of bankruptcy. We bought, we bought the business right before bankruptcy. You know, we paid top dollar for the business. We paid top dollar for our building that we're in. And we only did it because we helped other people get to where they wanted to go. We built a great team and a culture of everybody does what they love to do and it comes out with our customers. We're five-star rated. And we've, you know, just in this past couple months, we've gotten so many five-star reviews that it's just been amazing. And that's just a testament to working less doesn't mean the business is going to fall by the wayside. Mm -hmm. It means it's a true testament that you have wonderful people doing a, a great job. It shows up in the marketplace. People are willing to pay for our services and we're not the cheapest shop on the block, but we provide a level of service that is really unmatched and it's a personalized service. So for everybody on board to get it and then it to show up in sales reviews and, you know, social proof, it's, it's, uh, it speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so many things you've said in there that I think are really important takeaways for others, a key thing that you did with your people on your team is you asked them, you know, too often we make assumptions about what somebody's good or not good at. And it's because we haven't really given them the opportunity to shine where they could shine. And so it sounds like you really invested the time up front to do that, discovered some things, shuffled some responsibilities around and look at now that increased energy and commitment people have smiling because they're actually getting to do what they love to do. So I think what you brought out there is so important. And there's another piece you brought up that I want to touch on because we talked a little bit about it before we started the interview itself. And that was, you said you had gotten an important learning around this idea of giving and we both believe in being givers of people. I would like to explore that with you. What aha did you get and what caused you to, to have that insight? Another good question, Meredith. So again, I'll go back to what I said earlier. You know, you want to help, you want to grow a business, help somebody else grow a business. And along the way, I lost, I lost sight of that. And now it it's even more important now in the coaching business and meeting new people where they're at and giving on, on every interaction that 
we're making online, whether it's a sales call, whether it's a post online, whether it's a response to, um, you know, somebody coming inbound into your, into your world, what value am I giving? Look at it from the other person's perspective. You know, when I, when they set, when they get an email from me, am I wasting their time by this email or is this, will this add instant value to them today, right now? Not if they sign up for my course or if they sign up for this little widget that I have, can I give them value now? Can I demonstrate value in the first three to five seconds that they, they meet me? If I want them to click on that email, is it a valuable email? Did I take time to craft that email the right way so it will add value to that person opening it up on the other side? If I'm gonna comment on social media, if I'm gonna comment on LinkedIn, if I'm gonna comment on Instagram, if I'm gonna post on Instagram, if I want responses back, if I want engagement, is what I'm posting worth engaging with? You're asking me? I think it's great. I love what you're you're putting on. In fact, I would encourage people to connect with you because Joe is putting out amazing content. And I, what I love about it is you ask questions, you make suggestions, you get people engaged in it. And to me, you're offering good value every time. Yeah. And, and, I, and I want, I want to show, show that the outcome is, is possible. I, I hate to use it, but if I could do it, anybody can do it. If I could earn time freedom, I believe that a majority of people could and I, in a lot of my posts, I say it starts with one decision and I'll tease out that one decision when they come in and into the world and download the five keys to time freedom that, that I offer because it, you will get a lot of value from that. And that decision that you will make, that one decision that you will make will be the most valuable decision that you will ever make. I know that deep down and it's so important because we, we only go around one time. That's the, that's the bottom line. We get one chance at doing this today at the end of the day, that's it tomorrow. That's it. So as we're living this, you know, from, from the time we were born, we were given a gift and what we do with that gift and how we live that time that we're given is so valuable to realize that, you know, we were a, a one in 400 trillion shot to even be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think it's, it's adding value every day. Giving, giving what we can give to the other person and adding value to their lives and every connection that we make. And Well, tell me a little bit about, because you've been a giver. And so what was it that has caused you to say, I want to elevate that even higher? I know you just talked about you want to give value, but what was the trigger that caused you to say, maybe what I'm doing isn't the best I could do? What, what was the gap there? Um, you know, it, it, a lot of these things come in a, 
you know, when you're working on yourself and you, you see something you're getting angry about, you know, you see something you're getting upset about or seeing an emotion triggered and it's, it, it's difficult for, for, for your listeners, especially people that post online, it's difficult to get to sit there for an hour and craft a post and put together this wonderful post and then to get one like or to get no shares or no engagement on the post. That's an ego, really, it knocks on your ego a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And, in, and, and the mindset is, well, somebody should be, Somebody should be knocking on my door. I, I, but when, when I was rereading my posts, when I was rereading some of my material, I was saying, it's all, it's, it's all about me. And that's the value of having a good coach too, because my coach pointed it out as well. And I looked at, looked at my copy. I looked at what I was putting out there. And it was all about Joe, 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 Joe. <laughs> and when I, when I dropped in as going back to act, act as if, let me act as if I was my prospective business owner that could help earn 20 hours a week in their schedule. Let me drop into their, drop into their world. What can I give them today that would help them today? Mm-hmm. Right? Not tomorrow, not next week, not next month. What's the value and the action that I can help them take today? So when I saw that, the aha moment for me was I was getting, I was getting frustrated as I was posting and engagement, traffic wasn't looking. I was testing different things. And when I finally looked at it, going back to, if you want anything to change, you have to change. So I found the change that I needed to make. Power. Mm-hmm. Well, it is because I think what you were looking at, it sounds like is the results. You weren't getting the results you were hoping for. And so you've moved away from that mindset of who can I blame for this? (laughs) You know, what's wrong with these people that they don't appreciate what I'm doing. (laughs) And instead look within to say, what am I delivering here? That's missing the mark. And I think that's so critical for all of us because we can get so excited about something we decide to do, whether it's a marketing strategy or, you know, whatever it is that we decide, let's do this. If we don't get the results we hope for, then we can get into that spiral of of disappointment and expectations haven't been met and getting frustrated and negative emotions that don't serve us well. So now it sounds like you have a different attitude, a different approach, which is delivering value to folks. And I think that's a general principle that we can all take away for conversations that we have. I know for me, when I get on a call with somebody new, uh, and you remember this from our first conversation, I bet it's, okay, so what is he saying that I know someone or something that could be helpful to him? And, and when you have that as your mindset, it's so easy to come up with things to offer and to give because it becomes your way of, of operating in the world. And that, and that active listening, like you, like you said, I can, I can, I'm not listening for me. I'm listening for you. 
I'm listening of how I can help. So my, my mindset totally shifts to what do I need? What do I need? What do I need? How can she help me? How can she help me? How can she help me? And I'm not listening. I'm not hearing what you're saying. I'm not hearing what, what you're trying to tell me. I'm just listening for me, 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 me. And when I'm listening for you, I want to get on that call to help you. It's all about you. And as we're working with coaching clients, it's so powerful. The person has everything they need already in them. Nobody, nobody's broke. Nobody needs to be fixed, right? So as we're actively listening to them, it's all in there. And it, as we're going in to say, how can I help? Maybe it's just a little rearrange. Mm-hmm. Put this block here, put that block there. <laughs> yes. Well, and the cool thing with your work with folks is you have been probably in every emotion they've experienced, they're experiencing themselves. So you get it very quickly and easily. And so my guess is you're pretty free of judging and criticizing because you can empathize very easily with what they're experiencing. Is that accurate? I had a, I had a client talk to me about an issue they were working through and they were really, really down on themselves. And I asked them if I could share just this vulnerable story to the, the words they were using. I wanted to share that they weren't alone in this. Mm-hmm. And I had messed up even worse than that to just, to just allow them to understand that you're not alone. You're mm-hmm. not alone in this situation. And you said at the beginning of the show, you know, it's, it's tough being a business owner. Sometimes it's, it's a lonely, it's sometimes it could be a lonely road in our minds, mm-hmm. but when we're supporting each other and giving back to each other and creating space to allow people to give us that, give us that input to, to say, it's okay. It's okay. And you, th- you think that's bad. I'll get vulnerable with you. I'll tell you what I did. And instantly it was like a, a 50 pound weight was lifted off of their shoulders to know mm-hmm. that somebody gets it. Somebody understands. Yeah. You know, as I'm listening to you talk, what's hitting me is there's so much really unnecessary, but understandable shame, guilt that people carry. And it is a relief when you hear someone else who can describe, oh, I'm not the only one that has felt that or had that happen. And what a relief that is. So you're right. That feeling of a huge weight being lifted off is one of the great gifts that you provide as a coach to your clients. And, you know, Joe, we're coming to time here, but I know you have this wonderful ebook with five keys. Would you share, uh, you mentioned one earlier, but would you share another one before we wrap up and then we'll tell people how they can find that? So I'll give you the first key to tease that out. And for anything to start, for us to go through life with this joy, peace, happiness, this freedom, to open up time in your schedule, the first thing that you need to do 
and think about practicing is slowing down. And that seems uh, counterintuitive, doesn't it? For a business owner that's so busy and feeling pushed and rushed and overwhelmed. Yeah, because you, you know, it's, it's like staring at, it's like staring at a wall and you're this close to it and thinking that there's no way up, no way down, no way left or no way right. But then when you, when you back yourself out and you kind of slow down a little bit, you know, you see what's to the left, to the right, what's up, what's down. And maybe you don't see that little piece in front of that, that wall, but you can find a way around it. You can find a way over it. You can find a way under it. And you're, you're farther back and it just doesn't look like this wall staring mm-hmm. in the face. And slowing down personally for me has allowed me to see so many opportunities and things that I just missed for so long. And they were, they were right there. They mm-hmm. were right there. One was right there. Oh, I see that now. I got, okay. And, and, Slowing down a lot was the only thing that allowed that to happen. And it allowed me to create a plan. Where did I want this all to go? Mm-hmm. What was I expecting out of all these situations? Was I, what was I expecting out of all this busyness? You know? Yeah. The slowing down is, is my first key in the five keys. It's so important. I, I do offer some some slow down tips in there and great. Um, well, I, I can hardly wait for people to get that because the slowing down alone is a huge takeaway from this because I have to remind myself of this all the time. It's like, Oh, I've got all these things I need to do. Yes. But I've discovered the exact same thing you have when I do slow down the opportunities are right there. I just was, as you said, too close to see them uh, because I was looking at, or I was busy looking at other things. So that's tremendous. So we will put that link to the five keys to time freedom in the show notes, but you have a website address you can give my listeners who may not have access to the show notes page right away. So it's Joe Perone, that's two R's, P-E-R-R-O-N-E dot biz. And invite you to come check out the website. I have 50 of my favorite books that have been recommended to me by my mentors. I've, I, yes, I have read all of the ones that I, I post and there's blog posts and a lot of value there. So I'd invite your listeners to check it out. Great. And Joe is a really engaging writer. Joe, I love reading your posts that you have on social media and also on your blog because you're just so very straightforward. It's everyday conversational and very relatable. So I recommend folks connect with you. What social media platforms are you on so they can look for you? I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And on Facebook, we actually have a Time Freedom Warrior group where we support each other with their uh, everyday people, fellow business owners, professionals. But the goal of mine is to create 1 million hours of time freedom for people in business, professionals. And we started this group to bring more people in to be aware of time freedom, to be aware that open space is possible. 
Great. I love that. Well, thank you, Joe. You've provided so much valuable information for my audience today. I want to thank you for your friendship and just for the wonderful work you're doing. And to me, you're such a role model for your clients because you're, you have your own coach and you are on a continuous journey of learning and growing and gaining new insights that then you can pass on to them as well. And I think that to me, that positions you as a guide, as opposed to a guru that's, you know, sitting on high and, and, you know, telling people what to do. You're walking just a few steps ahead of them because you're on your own journey of growth. And I, I just love that. Meredith, thank you so much. I I truly appreciate uh, everything and your friendship means the world to me. Well, we will be talking again soon, I am sure. Thank you. And I encourage my uh, listeners to go check out your website, joeperone.biz, and join that Facebook group. It sounds wonderful. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you, Meredith. Thanks for tuning in to the Strong for Performance podcast. Now, head over to growstrongleaders.com slash free and grab our ebook, Listen Like a Pro. You'll find out how to connect on a deeper level with the people who matter to you. And while you're there, check out our two books, Connect With Your Team and Peer Coaching Made Simple. Until next time, I'm Meredith Bell.